Welcome to the How To Dad Podcast. My name is Devin Pierce, and we are live on Mixer. It is August 28th, 2019. Our last August... Our last August. <laughs> our last episode was on August 21st, and we talked about teaching values and how we can show and emulate those to our children to set them up to have good values as adults. Today is episode 22, and we're talking the ages and the stages for zero to five years of age. And this is an extension of the developmental milestones we talked about, which were two episodes, three episodes ago, four episodes ago. And we touched on five to nine-year-olds. Well, then I realized we've never done the babies. So today we're doing the babies and the toddlers and we're getting on step to the age five. As always, guys, each week I bring you tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, and life as a whole to share the tools of my toolbox with you to help make you better equipped for life's great adventure. The How To Dad podcast is owned and hosted by myself, Devin Pierce and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0. International license, all rights reserved. We are currently available for audio listeners on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If there's another audio service you would like to have us on, let me know and I'll be sure to get it there for you. So... How has everybody's week been? Hmm? I've been on my week off from work, so it's been... I get every uh, third week off, so... It's more or less a 14 days on, 7 off kind of thing, but we never work Wednesdays, and we only work every third weekend, so that's kind of nice. Excuse me. Trying to do something else, and that's when people try to get hold of you. Alright, where was I? Yes, my time, my scheduled time off. So, with it being my week off, it's actually been pretty productive, creatively speaking. Um, I got three, maybe four, no. Yeah, three videos done up from our family geocaching YouTube channel. Which, uh, two of them are actual episodes, and one was just um, a panel uh, from the event we were at. I recorded the entire panel. I put it out on YouTube to share it with the people who were in the panel specifically so that they would have that for their own references or to use, but it's not something I'm proclaiming as an episode for my own channel. It will be on the playlist for that same event, just simply because, but not too worried about it. Um, what else did we do? I finalized and submitted our Geocaching Film Festival event, which we are hosting in November at the Local Forest Interpretive Center. Uh, it is now an official event. I have submitted it to get the f official film reel. This is a annual event held and hosted by geocaching with indie filmmakers from within the geocaching community. Um, I also decided to get back into uh, streaming video games over on the Twitch platform. I hemmed and hawed about creating a second channel here on Mixer and then just, like, hosting it 
on the How To Dad channel to promote it and whatnot. I went against it. I have done Twitch before, so I decided to stick with Twitch for the gaming and leave the podcast here on Mixer for the time being. Um, in preparation for that, I joined two guilds for the one game I play the most and uh, see if that helps me get some better content by having somebody to interact with while I'm playing. If you are interested in checking out my gameplay over on Twitch, and come by and say hi, twitch.tv slash crownesso. With the zero at the end, the same way all of my crownesso is spelled. And after we're done today's live stream of this episode, we are going to I'm going to then edit last week's episode and get it out for the audio listeners. I would like to get into the routine so that the audio of an episode is out the Friday after the live stream on the Wednesday. Currently we're about a week behind and I it works better for me that way right now. But it's kind of annoying if you're an audio listener or watching on the YouTube replays. But just so you know, my goal is to eventually have it routined so they are out the Friday after the live stream. Alright, so before we get into this week's episode, however, I would just like to say if you are new to checking out the How To Dad podcast, whether it be on live via Mixer or with a YouTube replay or audio replay, please. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. And uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Now, when it comes to early childhood development, there are typically five domains or areas that are looked at. I have seen it broken down into seven. And it's literally, they just took two of these and split them down further. And I kind of understand why they do that. But for most parenting programs provided by the Alberta government and across Canada, you're going to hear them talk about five developmental domains. These are our emotional maturity, physical health and well-being, social competence, communication, and general knowledge. That's one, though. As well as language and thinking skills. So basically, those last two are typically split up into making two more. From what I have seen on the interwebs. I'm hearing a bunch of background static, but I know the source. I had the baby monitor going in the background. as I often do whilst in the studio. I just forgot to turn it off. Emotional maturity, physical health and well-being, social competence, communication and general knowledge, language, and thinking skills. What I've always found interesting is that the communication and language are two parts of two separate categories. And I believe the reason for this is because communication is much more than the language we use. And language is not always about communicating. Communications. Yeah, you get it. You get it. 
I know you do. Also, we have touched on most of these either in part or in whole and variations of themselves throughout the history of this podcast. So some of the stuff may ring familiar if you've been listening to the various episodes. But for the context of today's education in relation to our reading material, which is the Watch Me Grow Family Resource Guide, which I've also seen variations on, um, depending on where you live. This one is presented by the Happy Healthy Kids Coalition of Slave Lake here in Alberta. Um, our local parent link group has a similar book called Ages and Stages. Alberta Health Services has an even bigger book that's like a two-inch rings on it. Pretty intense. That really gets into the dark and dirty of raising children. And if you're interested in getting into it, uh, your local public health nurse should be able to provide that with you for you. If you are outside of Alberta, I'm sure you have a similar resource available to you. And if you're interested in finding it... I would suggest you contact your local parenting organization or public health nurse. What I find interesting, though developmental domains are typically looked at as goals for children at age five. And like when you Google it, a lot of what you'll find on the internet is specifically looking at getting children ready for school. But not all children are going to have reached these milestones by the time they reach age five. It's not like, oh, it's your fifth birthday. Let's check off this list. For some children, these goals won't be obtained until they're closer to their sixth year of age because that's when they're going through their fifth year, right? Um, so once they've turned six, they've officially completed six years on this earth. The first ones that give me throw away anyways because nobody remembers it at all. So they have five real years of substance. So if your kid doesn't reach all these milestones, it's okay. You will find all children are very much, will excel in some aspects, not do so well in others. And it kind of just balances out. So by age six, if your child is still having problems with anything, that's when you should really start looking into it. Um, it is important to note throughout your child's early development, zero to five, if they're having difficulties in a particular domain. Um, it was our concerns about our oldest boy's competency with his emotional maturity, which led us to seek out different evaluations, which eventually led to him being diagnosed with ADHD and ODD. And then after he started school and we monitored the situation and we confirmed that this was definitely uh, condition and not just development you know he has medication to help him with this stuff and it is night and day for that kid so take note but don't panic give them the time to really get into life but just keep notes right all right so we're going to start today with the newborn and what we as a parent can do to encourage healthy growth we want to work on establishing routines for sleeping, feeding, and even playtime. Now, those don't have to be strict timelines. They're you know, ballparks. Between this time and that time, we have a nap. 
as an example, our child is typically put down for 30-ish. And we get him up at one whether he's ready yet or not, because otherwise he won't go to bed. He's also older than newborn, but you get the idea. You want to be talking to your baby. You describe what you're doing and naming familiar objects. I'm drinking my coffee right now. Java Java. Now, I don't recall the exact episode. It was early on in the series. But we talked about this in the past and how this goes for children at any age. They can learn by you simply verbalizing the actions that you're doing. So whether it's cooking or driving or mowing the lawn, pruning the garden, whatever it is, simply talking and verbalizing every step you're doing is another way for your children to ingest information for them to learn. And that starts as soon as they're born. Provide tummy time in a safe and supervised environment to strengthen your child's body. Also, key note here, finding out what works for your child. My older two kids had zero problem with just laying on their belly and with some toys around them to move their heads and look at and whatever. However, our youngest child hated being on his belly flat. And for our tummy time with him, it was sent, spent in an angular position with him on our chest. And he used to lift up his head and right, his belly against your chest and they lift up their heads and they're still stretching and exercising those muscles. And eventually you move them on to doing it on their own. Um, our youngest was also very colic. So as a newborn, he definitely required and desired more companionship and human comfort as an overall. So that was what he needed to develop as those skill sets. Moving forward, the first year of a baby's life is broken into three month increments. And this actually kind of goes for the first two years, but it's more a year, year and a half than two, right? So the first year, three month increments. And we have certain expectations as parents and as a culture for goals or achievements of our children. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go by each increment and under each increment, talk about the five domains. So at three months, as far as, as far as emotional maturity, we are looking for children to typically be quieted when we comfort them. That's it. That is the highlight. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed about this book versus other versions about these zero to five milestones, which can be pages of things, right? These ones were very straightforward, simplified, and focused on the prime check mark or checkbox that we want to get, right? Really like that about this reading. With regards to their physical health and well-being, this is indicated by the child actively being able to suck, grab, or kick strictly from their basic reflexes or natural instincts. They don't do anything with purposeful intent yet, but we can see them doing all the things and stuffs and stuffs and things, right? Socially, our children should recognize and even prefer familiar faces or voices at three months. Due to how regularly it is encouraged people take their, uh, go to the doctor with their newborn, they shouldn't miss if your child has any developmental physical issues with their hearing. However, it is still important for you to note 
if your child isn't reacting to voices or, or sounds at all, um, or even if it's just partially, then they will look into it further, right? Obviously, their language skills at this age don't exist. So at this age, we're only really looking for them to make pleasurable coos or giggles when something positive happens. And with regards to their language, again, doesn't really exist. So we want them to actively cry to signal that they require assistance or need a, have a need that needs to be met. By six months, emotionally mature children will actively seek out to be comforted when they are upset around the six month mark. Physically, the milestone at this age that we look for is that they can be sat up with a little bit of support and we're starting to work them towards sitting up on their own. With regards to their social growth, we look for a child to smile and approach their own reflection in a mirror. Willingness to interact with another baby, even though it's only their reflection. When it comes to the communication at this age, is typically where we want a child to start saying mama and dada, although these won't be specifically to a person. They can just be murmuring the sounds to themselves. Part five, for their language and thinking, uh, this is time where children start to react to their own name, occasionally looking at you when you say, say their name. It doesn't have to be all the time, without fail, instantaneous. Just as a general whole, you say their name and they look at you. Our youngest is 18 months and he still ignores us. But that's a personality problem, not a hearing problem. For children at nine months of age, emotional maturity is indicated by the beginnings of empathy. So they start to see and read other people's emotions, such as when you're crying, they will come over and look at you and start to show things like concern on their face. And it is so bloody cute. Ugh, melts you. Just turns you into hot butter. Physically, the level of development for children at this age, they should be doing or trying, attempting, rolling and crawling around. But it is also dependent on the overall size of your child. A larger child will take longer to develop the muscular strength to get mobile. Um, my oldest boy, while well, he was long, was fairly skinny, and was up and moving by this time. Uh, my daughter has always been short, still solid, but short. Uh, she was rolling around and crawling by this point. Our youngest, however, the mammoth that he is and was then was a little bit older than this before he started to really crawl around and that was entirely just he didn't have the muscle strength to pick himself up to crawl because he was a big boy now for their social maturity here this is when your child should start to enjoy games that involve taking turns such as peekaboo which by the way Peekaboo is an extremely important game towards your child's independent development as it helps them establish the basics of even though a person may not be in the room or you can't physically see them, that they will come back. This makes a huge difference towards 
future development of separation anxiety and simplifies the process of separating from your child if you're going back to work or once they start going to daycare, those kinds of things. It permits them to be comfortable with someone not being in their direct line of sight. So if you're not playing peekaboo, get on that. We've had to really work on that with our youngest. That was always a problem area for him. He would get quite upset when he was this age. Like all things, if you keep working at it with them, they will get better, and then you won't have any problems. Communication and knowledge at nine months looks like simple imitations of sounds and actions and a lot of random noise. Pretty simple. With their language and thinking skills, we look for their ability to respond to simple verbal requests, such as when you ask them to wave and you start coaching their arm, and then they start doing it themselves, those types of requests, or saying their bye-byes, right? Or hellos. At one years of age now. So one years of age, or 12 months, is recommended that you read to your child every day on top of the already narrating everything you're doing. Guys, you do you. I do me, you do you, right? You're not gonna always have time for everything that they tell you to do. So don't panic, don't worry about that. This is at one years of age is a good time for you to get into the habits of doing a bedtime story or a nap time story. So you're getting the reading in with your children on a regular basis. If it doesn't happen every day, that's okay. Just do what you can. And it's the same with narrating everything you're doing. You will get sick of listening to your own voice. Take it from a guy who listens to his own voice for uh, his hobbies. Between podcasting, editing, and recording other videos and editing, you get sick of your own voice. So don't worry about doing it every day, but trying your best. On top of this, we're also going to be bringing our children age-appropriate toys and providing them a safe environment that they can play in but also still giving them the opportunity to explore. Confining a child to, say, a playpen may not be enough for them to really explore. Giving them a larger space so that toys are separated and out and about so they can actually work on their physical motor skills as well is something to consider. Again, you might not have the space where you live, but doing what you can for your child is all that one can really ask. As for the five developmental domains, we have emotional maturity. This is where your children are going to start showing, or might show anyways, some fear or anxiety with regards to meeting new people or experiencing new situations. And this is perfectly healthy. In fact, almost encouraged by society to see some level of this in your children. Even if it's just for a fleeting second until you confirm with them that, hey, it's okay, you can, you can do this, right? that is a good sense of them developing emotional understanding the foundations there of physically by this age your child will start to pull themselves up on things to stand up and begin the process of walking while holding furniture some children will start this before they're even nine months old it all depends on your child's personal self that is definitely a big one that can 
very easily between children. Socially, we're going to be looking for purposeful play, being meaningful with their toys. They're going to seek out something, they're going to pick up a car, and they're going to run it back and forth. They're, they are looking to play with an object. The communication skills at this age are going to be using one to three words at a time, and expressions such as, uh-oh, which if your kids are anything like my kids, or as my parents like to remind me, myself, their favorite game in the world is going to be, uh-oh, don't play into that. Remove the toy, or book, in my case. With regards to their thinking skills, children at the one-year mark will show an interest in stacking things or nesting them and uh, putting things into other th things. Our kid loves putting boxes inside of bigger boxes and stuff. And it's so adorable when they're doing that. Just walking around, with, steals a bunch of boxes out of the recycle and pulls around the house and just starts filling it with stuff. 18 months. Now this is where our youngest is at right now. Emotionally, the child will start to explore from a secure place. And what that means is, this is where you see a child leaving their parent or guardian, going and looking at something, and then coming right back to make sure that that person is still there and that they're still safe, that type of behavior. That is the kind of thing that we want to see emotionally because they are willing to branch out and be independent, but are still cautiously aware of that they need protection and safety. With their physical development, children of this age are going to enjoy riding toys, such as rocking horses or those little cars that they can scoot around on. And they're also going to enjoy running, which my youngest has done since he figured out how to run. Um, just gone. He likes to go down our front stairs, hang a hard right, and go to the neighbors who live at number eight on our street. I don't know why, but that's almost always where he goes. And he just tries to knock on the door, but I usually get him before he gets beating on the door. I have a baby gate on my front porch for the record, but sometimes he doesn't want to hold your hand when you're going down the stairs and he runs for the neighbor's place. It's cute and weird, but it happens. Socially, children at this age are going to be in a state of mine, 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 mine. Uh, finding it difficult to share things with other people because they become possessive of their personal property. Our son is very good at sharing food, but will not share toys. They're his. All of them. Even the ones that aren't. <laughs> and that is totally normal behavior for that age. Communication. These children will have started to use their voice in conjunction with actions, such as pointing at an object and then making sounds. Not necessarily getting the words right. We have definitely noticed with Odin that his babble is consistent with the consistent object. He may not point at this and say cup, but every time he points at this, the babble he makes will be consistent and similar to the last time. So he's trying that the same sounds to attempt to get the words out, right? And that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. Also, we do sign language with our kids, so he will sign and state verbally. What are you signing? Mo, mo. <laughs> few others that he knows. At this age, the test for your child's language and thinking skills, or for this bracket, 
is to showing them a picture of people. Let's say you and your spouse, something. Saying the name or moniker of the individual and the baby identifying them in the photograph. Pointing to the correct person. The only person our youngest really cares about looking at in photos is his older sister. He doesn't care about the rest of us. Loves his big sister. When it comes to the two-year-olds, as a parent, we need to be providing opportunities for our children to have social interactions with other children. And we need to be praising their attempts to speak and repeat the word correctly when they pronounce it inaccurately. That's real simple. They come to you, they say something, it's not quite right. You say it back to them the correct way and you get them to repeat it back to you or attempt to re-say the entire sentence structure with the correct word to reinforce the proper way of saying something. And you'll be doing that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> this is also the age where we start to build up empathy by helping our children identify their own emotions. You look like you're feeling sad. Perhaps you were angry. Throwing out a bunch of names that might fit what they are portraying to you in the hopes of them learning to identify their own emotions so that later in life they can identify other people's and build good friendships. See episode 20. Emotional maturity is shown by a lack of it at this age. In, in all honesty, it's children will have poor impulse control, often testing their parents' limits and acting out in social situations. That's good. Pushing their limits, testing their limits is how they learn where their limits are. It's annoying and you probably won't like your kids much for it, but that is part of their natural development. Physically, two-year-olds are able to jump, balance on one foot, dress themselves, although they do not look at their abilities to do up buttons or zippers of any kind because that is a fine motor skill that they don't typically look for. If you practice them with your child at an early age, they will get them sooner, but as long as they can get the clothes on their body, that's good. Social competence at this age is defined by the beginnings of imaginative play. So you can see them pretending things. That's good. A properly communicating two-year-old will be using two to three word sentences as a minimum. And when it comes to their thinking skills, this is shown to us by an ability to short, ob short, to sort objects by both color and size. When it comes to three-year-old children, we want to be, as parents, maintaining a consistent expectation of their behavior. Um, between age two and three, this is where it's recommended you start sitting them down and establishing family rules or the rights and responsibilities charts, which we've talked about in the past. And from that also, we want to start utilizing our pre-planning pre skills um, to make our children aware of changes in their routine that are coming to prevent them from becoming upset or to allow them to prepare for the impending change as this can help them 
better manage their own emotions and um, social behaviors. Another big thing at this age as parents is that we want to be providing them with the opportunities to play without interruption, which is pretty easy. You set them up with some stuff and you just make sure they don't get hurt and try not to be too pushy on how they should play with things. Emotionally mature three-year-olds will use words more often to express their feelings, such as I am mad or I am happy. Physically, they should have no difficulties walking upstairs, alternating which foot is on which step. Uh, barring that they are tall enough to actually do that. My daughter really couldn't do that until she was three, or uh, sorry, nearly four. Like, and that was pushing it. I'm pretty sure she was still doing one foot, next foot, one foot, next foot, instead of alternating them per step. Probably till she was closer to five before she could do stairs like an adult, just because she had short legs. By three, they should also be able to feed themselves with both a fork and a spoon. And lastly, show the capability of kicking a ball and climbing on playground equipment. Socially, three-year-olds begin to share and take turns, which may require some general education on your behalf, and encouragement. So when they're two, you want to start getting them to try to share at least. When it comes to their communication skills, children will start to use long sentences and tell more detailed stories. Their thinking skills competency is shown at this age by the ability to complete at minimum a four-piece puzzle. This is another skill set, however, that if you do puzzles with your kids on a regular basis, they will meet and exceed this sooner than if you never play puzzles with them. So if you would like your child to surpass that checkbox, do puzzles with them on a more regular basis and challenge them with more pieces than that. On to the four-year-olds. As a parent, we want to be talking to our children and asking them open-ended questions that start with things like who, what, or where. Just to get them thinking. We don't want to give them, you're not giving them yes or no questions, you're giving them ones that require them to think actively to respond. That's just to improve their mental capacities. You want to also provide them with artistical loose parts, things such as clay or paint and building materials. And just let them share their experiences and express them with those different mediums. We can encourage fine motor activities such as reaching, grasping, stringing beads, drawing, or cutting. You don't have to do all that at the same time, by the way. Yeah, you know, pick one in one day and pick another one later on. You could even do different activities throughout the week. You don't have to do them all in one day. You don't even have to do them all in one week. Just pick and choose and spread it out and give your children the ability to practice and express a variety of different activities and skill sets. You know, this is, the, we talk about this all the time. I'm pretty sure every episode. If you want your child to 
have a skill, you have to provide them the opportunity to learn. These are just benchmarks that we're talking about that people look at specifically. So if you want your child to do better with these particular check marks, you have to give them the opportunity to practice those skills. Emotionally, children will develop actual fears in the four-year mark, but they will also start to develop a sense of humor, which is something my five-year-old still lacks, but she is trying. She tells really bad jokes. Physically, they're looking for children to be able to handle a paintbrush and use scissors. Additionally, the ability to draw shapes or faces without copying them. Socially, you just want your children to show that they enjoy or have a liking towards playing with other children. Now, obviously, if your child is naturally introverted, this may require more encouragement. You still want to see them wanting to play with other children, even if it's just for small amounts of time, because that's all they can handle. That's okay. By this age, the communication skills of the child should be easily understood by others. And they should be capable of utilizing complete sentences. No skipping words, no baby talk, right? Our thinking skills at age five are benchmarked by having an active imagination and asking a variety of questions. Also, listening to and understanding short stories. Uh, when I was writing the show notes for this segment, um, I actually got distracted for this part because I realized that the accompanying photograph within the book, um, I recognize that as being the fairgrounds for North Country Fair and Astral Harvest celebrations up in Driftpile, Alberta. Uh, we attend North Country Fair as a family each year. So that was kind of cool. On to our last age bracket. Five-year-old. As parents and caregivers, our goal is ensuring our children are receiving a variety of healthy foods for both their meals and snacks. If you haven't already, I suggest checking out episode 19 of the podcast. We talk about the importance of eating together as a family and how by doing that, we can actually encourage our children to have a wider palate of food they're willing to eat, which is good for their overall health. We also want to be ensuring our children have good sleeping habits by getting them into a regular sleep routine. They do recommend that you get your children accustomed to sleeping in quiet, dark space that is relaxing. However, not every child likes the quiet. Our household has noise going all the time. Otherwise, they're awake all the time making noise. Lastly, we want to be encouraging our children to have a healthy lifestyle by providing them with plenty of opportunities for outside play and activities. And this just helps set them up for the building blocks of a healthy lifestyle as an adult. Again, we've talked about the importance of role modeling. So if you aren't going to role model physical activity as part of your lifestyle, chances are you're not going to be able to convince your children to do it. But anything counts, even just going for a small walk around your cul-de-sac at the end of every day, just to get yourself in the habit of at least doing something physical and building on from there 
and you can change your life around if that is a goal you're wanting to achieve. By age five, emotional maturity is indicated by a child having a sense of what is right or wrong. We also want them to be able to deal with their feelings in an appropriate manner without the outside assistance of a parent or guardian. Physically, children should be able to copy both shapes, letters, and numbers while developing an overall strength and level of coordination. Children should also be able to look after a variety of their own basic needs, um, independent of being uh, with their parents. I'm not saying they need to cook and clean, but they should be able to get themselves to the washroom and get their clothes on and do up their clothes and be ready for school, that kind of activity. Being physically prepared for school by being able to sustain an energy level throughout the day is also key. If your children are getting ready for their first year of school and they can't make it through the day without a nap, you may have to adjust their sleep schedule or even their eating habits um, to help them sustain their energy levels throughout the day. Socially, children should be feeling more empathy towards others and should be able to name at least one friend. The ability to follow the rules, various instructions and routines, as well as accepting responsibilities for their own actions are other social competence check marks as well. Now when children of this age are communicating, they should be utilizing all the correct grammar and tenses and have the ability to narrate long stories in detail. Additionally, children should have an age-appropriate knowledge of life in the world around them and no difficulties taking part in imaginative play. As far as their language and thinking, we want our children to show an interest in and the ability to read and write. As long as they're trying, that's what we want to see. And showing a willingness to continue to learn and better those skills. Additionally, having the ability to tell stories that have a distinct beginning, middle, and end, showing that they can also solve simple problems in everyday life is the last key factor that we look for in their thinking abilities at age five. So, with that, my question for you guys, as I do have every week, and I look forward to hearing your answers. Were there any developmental milestones mentioned in today's episode that caught you by surprise? Perhaps it's a skill set you didn't have at that age or you haven't seen in a child that you take care of. But I'd be so curious to know if any of these were a shocker to you or if perhaps these all made perfect sense and didn't catch you off guard at all. As always, guys, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or email with crownesso, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, -S, the number zero, at gmail.com. Those are the same ways, guys, that you can get in touch with me if you would like to come on the show to talk about a particular topic as a guest host, or if you're interested in getting on here with me on a regular basis and becoming a co-host. 
Next week, we are going to be talking about showing children we love them as we continue on with the Raising Responsible Children series. Good night, everybody.